Is there even a definition? Yeah, how do you how do you define describe it? Mountain Dew? I mean, I can define most sodas, you know, like root beer. It's got that, you know, that taste. But Mountain Dew? I can't even can't. think of what the taste of root beer is. Like, I can't. It's t- it just tastes of root beer. Root it, beer. You know? Like, you can't. You it's just like, it. yeah. What does root beer taste like? It's like... Maybe it's, this is a complete soda problem. We can't define anything. Yeah, you that. can't just... And if you... Imagine trying to describe Dr. Pepper. Coke and root beer. That is Coke Dr. and root Pepper. beer. That, yeah, it's just... But then yeah, how Dr. do you Pepper define... Just root beer. <laughs> it's just more soda. Yeah, it's just... What does what Dr. Pepper taste like? Tastes like root beer. What does root beer taste like? Taste I don't like, know. A tree? I, <laughs> I could see that. You could see that? Oh, yeah, you could say you know what I You know what I was going to compare it to? It's root beer flavored candy. But that just defeats the purpose. What does it taste like? You know like the root beer sucker? Yeah, you know like root beer candy? like that, you know? Yeah. Or it's like, what? describe black licorice. It's like, what does it taste like? Dirt. It's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, it's wretched. Yeah. Uh, 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 All of okay. How do I describe Mountain Dew to Jordan, someone who has never tasted the sweet, sweet Dew? No, no, no. I have he tasted Mountain Dew. He can't remember. I can't remember the flavors. Can you so, remember a Baja Blast? It's really hard to forget that. I, I never drank a Baja Blast. <gasps> I what? Would, yes, I would get their, their raspberry lemonade Baja at Taco Bell bad. instead. And the <laughs> last time I had Mountain Dew, <laughs> the last time I had Mountain Dew was when our church did... Uh, uh, Oktoberfest, and they had one liter Mountain Dews and a whole case of them, and I drank them all in like a month, <laughs> and that was the last time. But that was before I quit soda, and so yeah, I've only tasted Green Mountain Dew. I don't know any other Mountain Dews. Wow, There's so well, much you could explore. Okay, yeah, you. We're gonna go. In fact, between podcasts here, I have a feeling we have to go. There's a Taco Bell down the street, and we get a Baja Blast, and then we'll go to the, to the gas station. We need and then to do we'll a come reaction. Back with them. Yeah, so and I have, have to taste them all. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh, this is going to okay. be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Action oh. breakout in the next two days. That's awesome. Okay. That's Dude. okay. Just chug water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, there's this horrible Mountain Dew that was a Christmas flavor that was gingerbread. That's oh. disgusting. It, it, it tasted like gingerbread, and it has to be the grossest thing. Worse Most, than black licorice? It's it's on the level of black licorice. Level. I don't know if it's worse than black licorice, but it definitely isn't as insulting as black licorice. Yeah, like it's it has to be. Yeah, we'll have to get f- try to I find that for you. No, all. no, we'll go. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to the we'll store. We'll go on like, eBay. We know you have some of this in the back. You did not sell because there's <laughs> yeah, no way you sold no more way. than three. Okay, and you can't throw it away. Yeah, <laughs> you couldn't. Yeah, you can't throw it away. It's a biohazard. <laughs> yeah. All Mountain so, Dew is. Yeah, no, all Mountain Dew is. Hey, you could throw that in your engine and use it as coolant. Anyways, welcome to the Brains in a Jar podcast. Uh, we're having a debate here. Uh, or not a debate. We're trying to educate uh, good good old Jordan about, about Mountain Dew flavors and his lack of knowing what Mountain Dew tastes like. I could describe regular Mountain Dew after we've had some time to sit here and think. I can describe to you what, like, Regular Mountain Dew tastes like it's like a lime, like, like. Never mind. <laughs> like tried. imagine well, margarita mix. Yeah, it's like a lime is. Mountain Dew. Is like like lime. margarita mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? What does it taste like? It's like like a lime Mountain Dew. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it tastes like Mountain Dew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Carbonated yeah. water with lime. Or did yeah. I just insult you there? That's no, a, it's <laughs> like that's a Lacroix. No, yeah, that is insulting. <laughs> <laughs> that's insulting to Mountain Dew, not me. <laughs> yeah, you, you're getting the wrong guy with that one. But but uh, uh, um, yeah, like a carbonated margarita mix. If margarita mix was more like a lemonade, yeah, and was really refreshing, and, and you fizzy, could just like drink it bubbly. raw. Okay. 
That that's good for the green one. Yeah, I yeah. can understand that. Now Baja Blast is like imagine it's... you're walking on the beach. Okay. Naked. <laughs> and it's like just like that is a Baja Blast. Right? It's <laughs> like just <laughs> it's yeah, that's what it's it's what it's named after is that that So it tastes like being naked on a beach. Yeah. Okay. But like in a good way, not in like a yeah. terrible nightmare. Not like right. away. Not like you went not like you went to a nudist beach and like <laughs> well, you were the worst sh- in shape type of person. Yeah. Like I'm talking about like imagine if you were like shredded on a and beach. you were the only one at the beach. And it was, and horses and it was were a gallivanting. female nudist beach, and you're the only male there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So that's what Baja that Blast is. Okay. Baja Blast. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. I understand. And for the la- <laughs> and when you taste it, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> for all the ladies listening, <laughs> that's what Baja Blast sounds like to me. I don't know how to describe it's it. It's like I mean, the Axe commercial where the guy sprays it and females just come running, running from all around. Yeah. Through walls. Yeah. It's you. like that, but less problematic as the liberals yeah, say. Yeah. So we're we're not here to talk about Mountain Dew. No. We're here to talk about the amazing, wonderful movie known as The Batman. The Batman. We're here the to Batman. talk about The Batman, and we are also incredibly excited, um, I have to say. Um, first thoughts on The Batman before we go into the, subno- the synopsis of The Batman that I did not prepare, which I'll just do off the top of my head. Um, good for me. We'll have her go first. Yeah. I mean, yeah. now what do you mean by, the, like, just in general, like the Batman or you, all Batman? When you walked... Oh, well, I guess that's that maybe a good angle We can to give do. a general idea of like what you thought about Batman before yeah, you watched yeah, the Batman. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, uh, give me a before and after. When was... Before you went into Batman, how did you feel after... And then after, when you come out of yeah, Batman, how Yeah, so... I mean, just watching the trailer, I kind of had the expectations that it was going to be the way that it was, you know? Yeah. Completely different from other Batman. Because I feel like... Except for, you know, the Ben Affleck Batman. I feel like all the other ones kind of just bleed together. Yeah. You know, except for, of course, also the really old ones. But it's like, yeah, I just, I came into it. I know, you know, lots of action, lots of thing. I knew this one was going to be a lot darker, and I was hoping for that. And it honestly exceeded my expectations when I watched it, which I didn't expect because I had high expectations for it. Because I was like, come on, it's the Batman. Yeah. Like, it's the... Kind of like the main thing of DC. I mean, everyone knows the Batman. Yeah. Or everyone knows Batman. A- and absolutely. Superman. The top two. Yeah. The, those are the. So there's expectations that need to be met for that one. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, how about you? I had high hopes for it. Uh, before the trailer even dropped, I think it was a year before anything was even announced about the movie, Robert Downey Jr. was on Joe Rogan. And he was talking about how he's very excited and how he got to talk to Robert Pattinson. And Christian Bale, and so that already made me hyped because I love Robert Downey Jr. He knows superhero movies, probably not dark ones like the Batman, yeah. but he knows them. So I had high hopes going in, and speechless throughout the whole movie. And after the movie was over, I just I think I either looked at Adrian or Miguel, and I no because Miguel Miguel wasn't with us. I looked at Adrian, I was like, that's how you do a okay. Batman movie. Yes, like that is yes. Batman. Yes. So absolutely, loved it. and I uh, like. I totally concur with both of you um, going into it with high expectations and being like, okay, they they brought me up. If if, if I go into this and it sucks, mm-hmm. like that's on them, like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, you know, but going into it and seeing the craftsmanship of it. Mm-hmm. If I had to say what handmade film looks like where it's like it's truly like handcrafted, someone loved 
every shot every of this movie. Every second of it. Every single, yeah. There was no shot Nothing that was like a filler. Yeah. There was Nothing no, filler. yeah. There was no like, ah, oh, crap, we need an extra three seconds here. Let's throw in a B-roll clip or let's do this or let's do that. It felt like everything had such uh-huh. purpose. And nothing felt rushed. Either. No, nothing felt rushed. And so to go into it as a filmmaker and to be able to like, this was basically an artsy fartsy film with, you know, a, a superhero twist. It was it was like the Joker, but instead of getting the Joker, you get the Batman. You get the Batman. Yeah. Which is what you want. What we wanted. What you wanted. And I mean, like, not that the Joker isn't a fantastic movie, because that's probably one of the better movies of our, uh, probably of our generation. Yeah. Probably, and, and I'm sure some people are going to hear that and, and get mad at me. Yeah. But, I mean, the Joker's Joker's up there. Um, to have this come out and, and be, like, a contender with that, where... I know Adrian and I spoke yesterday about the Joker showing up in this, mm-hmm. but as I watched this movie, I felt like this was the Batman that existed in the Joaquin Phoenix yeah. universe. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, like, of course he, he outdates him and yeah. he's like much older. That Joker's probably gone and dead or whatever. But like to have that, I could like watch this and be like, okay, I understand it. And at the same time, um, a lot of people talk about this movie being so grounded and how it's like, oh, it's so real. Um, I do see the elements, but I don't think it loses Batman. Yeah. No, not at that's all. That's exactly how I felt about it. It's like, it gives that, like, our world kind of vibe, but with a, a DC twist. Like, you look at that place, and you're like, that's Gotham City. Yeah. Like, yeah. you feel the vibe. It's the That Gotham it's a dark, vibe. super criminal environment. Like, it's like what, yeah, it's just nothing like what would be in this world, but, like, it still follows this world without being too like too different or wacky which i like wacky but you know like yeah made it dark enough absolutely absolutely i think like talking to um talking to friends like i talked to other filmmaker buddies and a lot of them said like you know what this just made me appreciate the christopher nolan trilogy more which it does it's like a it's a perfect love letter to those movies but i don't think that you should watch the Christopher Nolan movies to prepare for this movie. If mm-hmm. you were going to watch any of them, like, the, this movie didn't make me, what I'm trying to say is this movie didn't make me think of the Christopher Nolan movies. It made me no. think of the Tim Burton movies. Exactly. Yeah. It did not make me think of, no, not like, hard realism. It made me think of, like, ooh, Batman's Batman. Like, yeah. yeah. He's 100% his own deal. And, like, you know, uh, it, no matter how hard realism, you know, you try to interject, I feel like the Christopher Nolan Batman was like almost this, what would Batman look like if he was standing right next to you? Yeah. yeah. And what, well, and what if Batman was like a multi-billionaire and he could truly buy his own plane and fly it through, you know, yeah. restricted air zones. Like yeah. that's what Batman would look like if he was, if, you know, you took him off the page and put him in real life. Yeah. yeah. As where this one's more of like, the world is created around Batman, mm-hmm. not created around the world we already exist in. Yeah. Which I think which is super like. special. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what was I going to say? I like that. I like the way that they made this Bruce Wayne. It makes a little more sense. Like he wants to be the Batman. He doesn't want to be Bruce Wayne. Like he, he yeah. doesn't have time for it. You know, I like that aspect of it because it shows that he's so passionate about one thing. He's not just this dumb, reckless dude who's also the Batman. Yeah, he's he genuinely is like I don't have time to be Bruce Wayne. I want to be the Batman. I want to do as much as I can. Yeah, he's genuinely trying to be a vigilante. Yeah, and it's like I think like the biggest problem that a lot of Batman media has is like Batman has the Bruce Wayne side of life down. Yeah, like it's like I, I think Christopher Nolan dipped in 
his toes into that a little bit where it's like Bruce Wayne struggles too. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't see like like that is more of like a superhero alg- algorithm where it's like, you know, Batman and Bruce Wayne don't really get along. They're struggling to coexist. As where this one, Batman's doing just fine. Yeah. What's who this, what the one Batman struggling. is struggling to do is be, be Bruce, Bruce Wayne. And I feel like this does a really good job at that. There's this great little comic strip. I can't remember which comic book it is. I think Jordan sent it to me. Uh, but it's got uh, uh, Wonder Woman's like, hold on to my lasso of truth and we'll give each other, to be sure that we give each other our names and we can't lie to each other. And Superman grabs his tru- uh, uh, the, the, the lasso of truth and says, I'm Clark Kent. And and Batman grabs, uh, or, yeah. or you know, Batman grabs it and says, "I'm, I'm Batman. Batman." Like that's that's his who, true identity. Yeah. That's who he is. And so Christopher Nolan also did that in Batman: The Dark Knight Rises yeah. when they were at the costume party. Everybody had masks on except Bruce Wayne because he went as himself. That's Dude, his I have not heard identity. that theory yet. That's but that is that I've not heard that. But that is genius. That's not mm-hmm. a theory. I'm sure that's something Christopher Nolan did on purpose. That is like fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and then Beautiful. Catwoman also asked him, "Who are you pretending to be?" He said, "Bruce Wayne, eccentric billionaire." Yeah. Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, okay. and they kind of touch on that on this Batman mm-hmm. comic. Guys, like, you put on the mask, and that's the real you. Like, who you actually are is not your real identity. It's who you are behind the mask. And yeah. it's like, yeah, if you're going to be a, a hero, you're going to struggle to be a normal person, not a hero. Like, you want to be the hero. Oh, yeah. I think at the same time, too, it's like, if you're the type of person that's willing to put on a costume and jump from building to building... <laughs> yeah. That guy that jumps from building to building and is like the most alive at night that is fighting for, you know, just getting into fights, breaking legs and arms and, and like doing, uh, chasing down mysteries and like yeah. Scooby doing it everywhere. Yeah. That guy wants to be Batman. Yeah. yeah like if that's... I were, if I did that every night, I'd want to be Batman. Yeah. More than you I wouldn't want to be, oh, be yeah. yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, like it makes sense. It, it like actively makes sense for Batman's character to be like, yeah. I want Batman. And of course, like there's that moment between him and Catwoman in the show where, you know, she asks him, who are you under there? Are you horribly scarred? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, he is. But at the same time, it's like, it's not really about who he is under there. It's about yeah. who he is. It's about who he is as, under the, yeah, as yeah. the mask. With the mask. And at the same time, that end part, uh, we're, we're way, way below past the synopsis. I'll give it in a second. <laughs> Sorry. But that part where he, uh, 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 the mask is important in this movie. It's yeah. a significant. Because the Riddler brings it up in their, yeah. in their conversation where he's like, your mask is beautiful. Yeah. yeah, that's not his mask. That's Bruce that's, Wayne's face. Yeah. yeah, like it's it's its own thing. It's its own. Th- Anyways, I'll give the synopsis here really quick. Batman is a movie. The Batman is a movie about the Batman chasing down uh, terrorisms and um, bad guys and trying to solve the mystery of who the Riddler is. It's not a complex story the way I'm making it sound, but you know, it's 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 a beautiful. It's Batman struggling with his image who is he uh not who is bruce wayne and batman that's not what i mean we've talked about that in a second but not 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 who he is when he's off the mask who batman is is he an image of hope or is he an image of fear uh is he a metaphor for something like that's basically what the the batman is trying to expose here so you know i highly recommend it to viewers who haven't seen it yet um uh with that said if you probably clicked on this or or go on it because you know it know me you probably already have seen the movie so or you're gonna be spoiled <laughs> absolutely or it's gonna be horribly yeah. spoiled anyways speaking of which let's get into spoilers what was your guys's favorite part of the batman movie um jordan go first this time right. or unless you want to pass it off to adrian like you do no, no, give me, give me one quick second okay do you know, do you know okay. your favorite? Uh, 
I, I know my favorite. Okay, okay. you go first yeah. while we think. Definitely know my favorite. I don't need to think about it at all. Oh, yeah. Are you not stalling? No, I'm not stalling okay. even a little bit right now. <laughs> on what's, Okay. So okay. the hard part is, is you know, I'm going to just jump to the end. And I know a lot of people didn't really like this part. But where Batman starts fighting the guys, the snipers, the Riddler's goons, yeah. right. on top of the... On top of the building. People were like, oh, this movie took a dive at the end. Because no. it's like, oh, he just like went and beat up and he he didn't win. It's like, yeah, but that's kind of the best part. And yeah. oh, by the way, they figured it out. They figured out how to justify having the goons dress up like the main villain. Yeah. Like right. having just a bunch of, like, because you see in the old, like, Adam West, it's like, if, bunch. yeah, the penguins, henchmen, yeah. kind of look like a penguin. Or they look like they yeah. have a theme. They have that vibe. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Joker's uh, uh, villains are, are look like him. They yeah. paint their face like him. Like, I think that's awesome that they, like, made a really gritty way to do that where yeah. they're, like, trying to send a message so they all dress up like the Riddler. But at the same time, not only is that a great, like, action moment, but, like, as it comes out of that fight into... Batman falling into the water, saving the people, doing his best, like cutting that wire. Oh, that right. was beautiful. It, not only was it a fantastic shot, that yeah, shot where he that was so... and falls back into the water, but the fact that he goes and retrieves him, yeah. and it's the kid that it's the pulls kid. him That's out. That's what I, yeah. There's so much metaphor in that, and there's so much good stuff in that that whole scene. Yeah. Where it's like, Batman, uh, spoilers for the synopsis I just gave, realizes he's an image for hope, mm -hmm. realizes he's a metaphor for hope, yeah. not a metaphor for fear, which parallels the beginning shots. Yeah, that's what mm -hmm. I was going to say. I like that it went from that to that at the end because it shows like the character development everyone wants to see. And it didn't feel rushed. Like he didn't, no. It was slowly through the movie that he went from, you're going to fear me, I am the darkness, to I am vengeance, I am yeah. A, yeah. Yeah, I'm vengeance, to I am a symbol, or trying to be a symbol of hope. Yeah. I'm struggling to... Well, he to, says that in the beginning too. Like, I operate in darkness and they think I'm always in the dark. I'm fear to them. And I then at the, the end, it's daytime. And yeah. he's just saying, I've stepped into the light. I realize I'm a symbol for hope now. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, he says it at the yeah. end. We're all like here, like theorizing. He says yeah. it. No, yeah. he says yeah. it. Yeah. He <laughs> monologues it. it yeah. Literally, yeah, I love the monologue. Actually, and, and you know, in like filmmaking and stuff, people see like um, the 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 talk, voiceover mm -hmm. or like the, 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 the narration. narration as like a cop out. Mm -hmm. no, 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 not in this no, one. No, no, no. Well, it makes sense why it he's makes actively so doing much. So sense. if you think about his monologue, it's not really his monologue. It's he's more like a writing, diary. Yeah, what he you see him write down. He's writing down what he's saying. So he's yeah. just you're reading. just hearing the di the diary. Yeah, what writing. he's writing in Which, his diary. Which it makes sense for Batman to have a diary. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, in a cool I mean, way. yeah, totally. And I don't know. I think like this movie, even though it's not an origin story, is a really good like beginner for Batman. Mm-hmm. Because we were talking about this yeah. last night, and I'm going to get to your guys' favorite part and be thinking, okay, uh, I, you, I, got, I you haven't got gotten off the hook yet. I've kind of gotten mine. Okay. But where he's like, Batman isn't doing Batman stuff. Like, the part where he just goes to the front of the Iceberg Lounge. Yeah. Like, knocks yeah. on the door. Yeah. It's right like, there. what? He's like not that's to not sneak a, in. Yeah, he's not trying to sneak in. Of course, he does it at the end with, right. like, showing growth. But, like, he doesn't try to sneak in. He walks to the door. He's like, do you know who I am? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, got some I have idea. a feeling. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling we're about to get in a fight. Yeah, yeah. like and of course all those all the goons like show up. We're like, all right, let's, let's fight. Like Batman isn't a detective in yeah. the beginning of this movie. Batman isn't a, a vigilante. Like he's a vigilante. He's not like a uh, a thinker. Yeah, he's a a force for like yeah, and that's what a, I a like force is, to be reckoned with. Is like he he is in the like you know how it's like the comics where he works with the cops. Yeah, and I like that he does solve 
the riddles and stuff, and he does seem smarter than them. But then you also realize, like, in the movie, he messes up. Yeah. And he's like, dude, like, the Riddler, it shows just how smart the Riddler is. It's like, you really thought that that was the answer? He's like, no, 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 buddy, you had it all wrong. Yeah. And it shows that, like, he's still going to be wrong because he's not the thing, he's not really the thinker yet. Yeah. He's more the, I'm just ready to beat up anybody that I think it is. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. He's like, uh, he, he is the judge, the jury, and the, and executioner, the executioner in this. Yeah. And that's who he sees himself as being in the beginning. Yeah. When he monologues to himself, he's like, you know, I'm getting in question whether I'm doing the right thing. You know, like, there's all this, there's this really good line in the Arkham comic book um, that, that isn't talked about enough. But Bruce Wayne, or Batman, is talking to Gordon on top of the, 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 uh, mm-hmm. Police Tower station. With the, beacon. the police station in in, right. in this one where the beacon is, and he's like, you know, you don't have to go in there, like, because at at that point the Joker has taken over the asylum. As you know, if you haven't heard of the Arkham storyline, yeah. right. Joker uh, takes over the asylum and calls for Batman to be brought in. And there's this moment where Batman is speaking to Gordon, where he's basically explaining that he's not afraid of them. He's afraid that if he goes, he'll be going home yeah. because sometimes he questions the logic to his actions. Right. So he like it's his acceptance of like this is crazy. Yeah. I might be a little broken, <laughs> and there's like this awesome little bit I think in this movie where like this movie is an extension of that line where he's like he's so broken up yeah. over yeah. this horrible thing that happened to him as a kid that he's willing to dress up as a big old bat. Yeah. And beat up teenagers mm-hmm. who are like so, doing bad st- in in, yeah. in Batman's defense they're doing bad stuff they are. yeah but you like you know he you don't have to put him in a hospital nah, for 6 you months just, like you know call the cops you yeah. know? no he wants to do it you smack he him wants around to do it. yeah no he wants he yeah. wants to hurt them yeah he he wants it it's like you know i think that this movie does a really good job of like questioning the sanity of batman yeah. at mm-hmm. the same time yeah. especially towards the end when now you have the dichotomy of like the riddler and him speaking yeah and then, of course, then you get him, the Riddler and the Joker speaking, showing what true madness looks like. Yeah. So it, like, almost justifies it. Anyways, Jordan. Yeah. Favorite scene? Favorite yeah, scene. Go for it. I had to break it down between okay. two. Okay. I'm not going to choose the car scene, even though it gave it's me goosebumps. so beautiful. The scene that got me the most was when, after he got shot with the shotgun, straight blank in the chest... And you think he's just down. He can't even move. Selena Kyle has to help him oh, up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's getting beat so up. Good. This just gave me goosebumps because it reminded me of when Christopher Nolan's Batman broke his back and he didn't care. He was going to do what it took to strengthen mm-hmm. his back and get out of there. Yeah. He just the, already knows. Like he's he knows something's going to happen where he's he incapacitated. So he just pulls out an adrenaline shot, stabs it in his leg. And you f- you see and you feel the pain and it gives you goosebumps. And he's just screaming oh, yeah. to get up and do the right thing. Yeah. And just absolutely demolishes the guy to where when they take off his mask his, his eyes all swollen his yeah. teeth are missing and, yeah but yeah it just proves that batman he doesn't care about his own life he's gonna go whatever lengths it takes to get the job done and make sure everybody's safe yeah yeah absolutely so i think that's my favorite Man, yeah absolutely can, can i can i draw your attention yes. to the liquid and the adrenaline shot yeah was green green bane 
Mountain Dew. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, but but uh, I, that's the one thing I heard yeah. the most. And when I saw it, and it was a little green fluid, right. I was like, oh, it's he's got the venom. Yeah. Uh, stuff in there, which is the adrenaline, like yeah. it's the steroid stuff that yeah. that Bane uses. So I mean, like, I was like, ooh, that could be a good like way yeah. to introduce Bane is like his adrenaline shot. His. I didn't notice that. Did you not? I did not really? notice the green at all. I, mean, I, I thought you'd be it, the first person to catch it. Like I was just like, oh, it's just an adrenaline shot. When I first saw it. I genuinely well because and you know adrenaline doesn't look like that. Well, no, no, no. So but that's the reason what I, I didn't I question like, oh, it is, have you ever seen Kick Ass Two? <laughs> no. In, in Kick Ass Two, both of the superheroes they have adrenaline shots with them, but she makes him think it's a last resort, like to kill yourself, and she whips that out. That's also a green fluid, and she jabs it in her leg to beat this huge Russian lady. <laughs> so I didn't so even question like, it. But yeah, like. I did. Now that you mentioned that, yeah, yeah, the green fluid Bane uses. Yeah. That's it. It's like I don't know. His theme is like a green yeah. steroid. Green like, steroids. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's like a, a fantastic little like way of like this. It proves how thoughtful Christopher Reeves is. Because, yeah. you know, like, that was, like, Christopher a little... Christopher Reeves or Matt Reeves? Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves. <laughs> Christopher Reeves. <laughs> up now. But Matt Reeves, that was a little bit of, like, like, just take that one to the bank for yeah. me. Like, you know, yeah. like, a little green fluid that makes him go crazy. You know, I wonder what a lot of that would do to you. You know what I mean? You I'm know just, what I mean? You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, you know what I mean. I'm yeah, just I saying. know what you mean. <laughs> Anyways, Jordan. <laughs> so that was mine. Okay. Yeah. That's my okay. favorite scene. I honestly, I forgot about that. Like, and that was, like, one of the best scenes. Now, my favorite scene, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, my favorite scene, but, like, my favorite thing about it is how, like, at the beginning of the movie, the, like, you actually get Batman's emotions, kind of like when he sees the kid that now doesn't have a father, and he, like, sympathizes with him, and he feels for him, and even, um, what's his butler's name? Alfred. Even Alfred. Yeah. Even Alfred's <laughs> like, dude. Like, he can see that he cares for that kid because he saw how much he looked at him. Yeah. And at the funeral, too. Like, that's the only thing he cared about was that kid. It's yeah. Because he know like, he doesn't want... And at the end, the end, he cares about the kid. He's not going for the mayor. Yeah. He's going for the kid. Well, he did put his hand... But, yeah, the kid... Yeah, the but kid he wants the kid was like, there. to get a, yeah. the kid out first. Yeah. He cares for the kid, and he doesn't want people... Or he's, he feels himself in that kid, you know what I mean? Like, he feels yeah. what... He knows what that kid could feel, and... Or that... He doesn't want that kid to be the way that he is. Yeah, because he knows he's absolutely not good news. Yeah, even though he's good news, you know, bad. Well, he's bad, but he's yeah, good. he doesn't want the kid to resort to what he's exactly. resorting to. Yeah, so he sympathizes with him. Yeah, because he's in he's in an extreme in yeah. life. Like yeah. he understands that what he's doing is extreme. Yeah, yeah, and that's absolutely. why he battles with it. But when he sees the kid, it's like that's when you see his real emotions and what he he kind of also it's like a motivation too to see what he's fighting for is because people like that kid. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. He knows they're still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so next little bit I want to talk to you guys about is uh, Robert Pattinson went on record saying that he wants to do Robin in these movies. Okay. But he only wants to do it. He'll only do it if it's a 13-year-old kid. What do you guys think about the next The Batman movie, The Batman 2, The Batman Returns, The Batman The Dark Knight? Would you like to see... Robin in that movie and if you would like to see the Robin in that movie I have my own answer I've been thinking about this but if you would like to see the Robin in that movie what would you like to see Robin be like what how would you introduce him would you introduce him the way that Christopher Nolan introduced the Robin yeah. would you like to see the way that Joel Schumacher introduced the Robin um, how would you like to see Robin show up in these uh, Adrian who would like to go first I mean I don't I don't think I have a way of how I would introduce him. The The whole thought of 
it being a kid, you know, it kind of confuses me because it's like in this movie with the whole kid throughout the whole movie, he's like sympathizing with the kid. I'm sure he doesn't want that kid to turn out like him. <laughs> and then if he takes on a 13 year old as his, you know, apprentice or something, it would probably be like a kind of like in Lego Batman. He's like, I don't want you to be my, yeah. my assistant. And he's like, but he wants to. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like that's how they would have to do it because there's no way that 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 Batman would want a kid yeah. to be with him and do all that. Exactly, exactly. So, Mr. Jordan. Right when you said 13-year-old kid, I, I thought the you same thought thing. Lego like Batman. Batman. Yeah. Okay. The first they thing approached. that popped into my head was, and my friends call me Dick. Well, that's just cruel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the thing that popped in my head. So, I don't know. I like the way, I know in the comics and in the shows, like the animated shows, it's Robin, and he goes and takes on the Teen Titans, and he's a young kid. He's raising him up, raising him up. But I liked the way Nolan was going with it a little bit. Like really? he's already grown up, and he's gonna help him with Batman. But I don't think I'd like to see Robin just yet. I mean, he's still pretty young. We've yeah. seen that. He's still learning his I own things. I think he has a lot to go. Yeah, he's got yeah. a long way to go before Robin. Absolutely, I think that that's a good point. Like this is a long way to go. I'd much rather see a Batman instead of in his mid twenties, be in his mid thirties before he takes on a Robin. Yeah, yeah. Um, with that said, I have my own thought about this because I thought about this a lot when he said that I was like that's not the worst thing in the world because I actually used to really resent Robin as a character Mm -hmm. because I felt like you know it's Batman Batman doesn't need no Batman doesn't need help number one number two it's the Batman he's this big brooding guy that just up his bat and all of a sudden he brings a little boy around with him in green tights a little it's a little weird, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why is a thirteen-year-old with you in tights to fight crime? I'm not even worried about the crime part. Why is he only in his underwear? Is all I'm saying. But a little. But I used to resent Robin in that way. I used to think like, ah, everything I see Robin in, I just, I can't. You cringe. You know, and but at the same time, Joel Schumacher's Robin wasn't horrible. I actually enjoyed that version of Robin. Again, a more older version of Robin that they brought in. I, I've thought about it a lot, and I think I've cracked the code on how do you bring in a 13-year-old Robin or a young Robin. I would like Batman, this is the Batman, whether it's the third installment, fourth installment, fifth installment, depends on how far we go with this thing, how far it goes. Um, but I'd like to see a later version of this installment dedicate a movie to Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. And not just about like, oh, this is, you know, uh, um, them joining forces. Like, I would like to see Batman unravel a mystery of robin yeah yeah and how i would like to do it now correct me if i'm wrong there's a couple of key characters uh character traits to robin number one he's young mm-hmm. number two is traditionally robin has a knack for discovering who batman is yeah number three actor acrobatics parents die all sorts of things right um, um origin story similar to batman uh, all robins have had something similar whether right. it be, you know, uh, um, Dick Grayson with his parents being shot up or, or die, dying at the circus. Um, uh, who's the other one? Tim Drake. No, not Tim Drake. Is it Tim Drake? Who? Another another version the of the Robin, Robin where his dad's a, 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 a scumbag and his mom was never part of his life oh, and his yeah. dad dad leaves him. It's the one that becomes the Red Hood. Um, Tim Drake's the third one. What's the second I d- one? I honestly don't remember. They're going to correct me. They're going to be mad I don't know. It's fine. That's Anyways, okay. 
But uh, but they know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. The red they hood one. They should know. Yeah, <laughs> I should. I don't have it on a piece of paper with me. Normally in podcasts, you don't have to get to watch me sit here and fumble. <laughs> Normally we just have papers. We get to hide behind them. We're very um, unprepared. But basically, I would really like to see a Robin instead of just one Robin. I'd like to see three Robins in the same movie. Mm. And I'd like to see the mystery be... Batman solving who Robin is and the twist is that they're all three different Robins oh. and that the twist is that they're all three different Robins and you'd have them in different ages and all of them had suffered loss and you by the way you could bring in then the female Robin I can't remember her name <laughs> how you dare then have, you you can then have the female Robin also join in and that'd be a part of the twist it's like oh by the way one third of Robin is a girl. It's a girl. <laughs> and, you know, you could do this Crack whole thing up. where, like, you know, uh, uh, Batman isn't inherently working against them. He isn't working with He's them. He's just curious. He's, no, well, <laughs> he, it's a part of, like, the, the, the mystery. And whoever villain they can have a vendetta against. They're not there for Batman. Yeah. They're for, there to get revenge. Uh, 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 and they're just kids. Yeah. yeah. And Batman, and, of course, what do they do? They devise who Batman is and they try to use that against him to yeah. help them to in their him. crusade. Yeah. I think that would be an interesting way. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like that would be a really interesting way to have the young Robin get what the fans want, but at the same time still make it a really interesting Robin and Batman story. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there would have to be some way to where the Robin has to trick Batman into being his partner. Yeah. Because I feel like, just like I said, I don't think this Batman would want a kid doing what he's doing. Yeah. So it'd have to be like, oh, well, but I could just, you know, reveal your identity. That's what would make the most sense. And honestly, I kind of thought this throughout the movie, but, you know, me. That kid, throughout the whole movie, yeah. could totally grow up, up and be like, yo, I'm, I want to be your partner. Yeah, exactly. He has the exa- he has almost the same story as him. Like, his dad dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're setting it up. And he see, yeah, they're totally setting yeah. it up. Yeah. But, I mean, it would be cooler if it was like, you know, older Batman, older Robin. Yeah. Once that, because I couldn't see a young Robin and a young Batman while Batman's still trying to figure himself out. Yeah, you know? of course. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's well, for the Robin. We're also missing one of the key traits of Robin. He wants to prove that he's just as good as Batman. Yeah. Like he yeah. wants to okay. prove himself okay. to Batman. See, see, and and that's when where the three the different three Robins yeah. works because then you he's have like, I can't beat him being myself. Yeah, you have mm-hmm. Dick Grayson who would be the thirteen-year-old. Right. Then you have um, it, Tim Drake is one of them, but okay, fine. I'm gonna Google it. <laughs> I, I I caved. I'm gonna Google <laughs> I caved. it. Um, but basically, you have you know the youngest one idolized Batman. Yeah. Right. You have the second to oldest one. Uh, want to prove themselves to Batman mm-hmm. want to prove that they're as good want to prove that they're that's the one that runs off to be Nightwing then the mm-hmm. third one the fourth one whatever runs off to be you know or well you know I, I think Dick Grayson deserves the Nightwing trait if anything right. but but you know then you have that one that could go on the second one who wants to prove he's as good be be the Red Hood yeah and like that it could lean into it okay it names of Robins Red Robin Batman no yeah. well there is a Red Robin <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that like one of the Robins grew up to be a character called Red Robin. Red Robin, or is it Red Robin? Yeah. Well, now you're gonna be made fun of because you don't well, know. Dang it! <laughs> Here we go again. Not Batman and Robin. Just give me a list of their names, dog. Google's such a turd. Okay. Anyways, Batman, the five Robins, and who they became after. Here we go. Number one. The Drum suspense. Roll, <laughs> uh, the first Rob- Robin, Richard Grayson, mm-hmm. but his friends call him Dick. 
nice. Grows up to be Nightwing. Uh, Jason Todd. Jason Todd. I knew that. Dang yeah, it. Yeah, Dang it. it. And, he, and he's the one that... So you'd have Dick Grayson be the youngest, Jason Todd be the, the middle one. And then, of course, here, let me get to it. Tim Drake is the third, so I was right. You were right. I was there. Well, you were I was on getting the there. Lines. And he becomes Red right. Robin. I was right. Okay. Yum. Okay, I don't I don't need to prove myself to you. I'm mostly proving it to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> Pointing uh, to the camera. And then uh, I'm gonna say this name wrong. Go ahead. Miss Brown. <laughs> it's Stephine? Stefan? Stephanie? Stephanie? Is it Stephanie? How does it spell? <laughs> Dang it, now I'm gonna look like an idiot on my what own podcast. Say? S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E. Stephanie. Dang it. Stefani? 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 I'm I'm reading it phonetically, man. (laughs) I don't... I didn't do school the normal way. No, none of us did, I think. Uh, No, well, I mean, like, I did school. What I mean is, like, I I didn't do it right for sure. (laughs) 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 But, but, uh, but yeah, Stefani Brown could be the... That's what she is now. <laughs> Stephanie Brown. Stephanie Brown, Stephani Brown <laughs> can be the oldest. Or at least, like, maybe you could do three or four Robins. You could throw in Tim Drake in there and have him be, like, the oldest Robin or, or whatever, the mentor to the younger well, yeah, Robin. Yeah, I was just about to say And that. then you have, like, this group of, you know, street rats yeah. that kind of, like, work their way up to... I mean, it makes sense. If the villains have multiples yeah. of them, why, why can't the heroes, you know? Exactly, exactly. That look like them. I think that'd be them. fun. I think that'd be fun. Okay, yeah. similar question. Um... Reeves went on saying that he would love to do Mr. Freeze at some point. Would you guys even like to see a Mr. Freeze in these types of movies? Or would you like to see one and is there is it possible to put a, a, a Mr. Freeze in this type of movie? Mm, yes, it's possible to have Mr. Freeze and I don't know how I'd feel about it because the last one we had was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It was a little weird. But Considering how well he did the Riddler mm-hmm. and knowing he wants to take on Mr. Freeze, I feel like he's he he's earned he's the right to do yeah, it. Absolutely. Uh, but what I'd like to see, in, like we saw in the uh, How It Should Have Ended, let's see a character we haven't seen on the big screen yet. Let's see a villain we haven't seen on the big screen yeah. yet. I'd like to see yeah. a new one. But, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I'd, I would like to see a Mr. Freeze. Uh, <laughs> yeah. one, one that's done justice. Yeah, and I'd be for it because it's, yeah, it's one we've seen, you know, already, but it's not like mm-hmm. the Joker or even the Riddler. Like, we've seen those and the Penguin. Like, mm-hmm. those have all already been seen plenty of times yeah. on screen. The, the Mr. Freeze is, I think, low level enough, like, of yeah. content that we've gotten from him. Absolutely. That he could do justice with that. Yeah, and, like, going to what Jordan said, um, I personally love the idea of doing like a, a Mr. Freeze, but at the same time, I'd love to see a Clayface. I think yeah. that this would also be a perfect time, a perfect opportunity to do a Clayface, um, especially with a tortured character such as Clayface. Um, uh, who else could we throw in there? Like you got Clayface, the Hush. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want like how you're saying, like darker, more tortured characters. characters. Yeah, than just you know, like, I like how he made. I like how he made the Riddler more um, dark and more. Yeah. You know, he still got that whimsical vibe, the way he laughs and the way he yeah. taunts him. Yet he still didn't lose any zaniness from the Jim Carrey yeah. version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, like I mean, that. you know, I think that I think that Mr. Freeze could totally benefit. I'd love to see a Mr. Freeze type of movie. At the same time, you know, I don't mind seeing the Joker again, especially this version of the Joker. It's not, I'm, my feelings aren't hurt. And that brings us into our next segment. What did you guys think of the Joker in this movie? And and would you like to see him more or less? 
I'm honestly like I liked the way they did this Joker, but at the same time, I kind of wish he wasn't in the movie at all. Yeah. Like, and I saw that. Have you seen the deleted scene of the Joker? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too? Yeah. I like that. I think that was cool. How you know he's kind of trying to work with him. Yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like, like kind of like you're saying, we've done the Joker. Like I want something new, something different. And even though the Riddler is not different, it's not like we've had six movies of the Riddler. We've yeah. had like six of the Joker, though. <laughs> I'm kind of I like the Joker. The Joker's my favorite villain, but I don't want that anymore. Yeah. At least for the Batman movies. I mean, if there was more Joker movies, that would be for that. Yeah, well, because you don't want to get tired of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I yeah. think that's what the biggest fear. Jordan? I think they're just trying to, you know. Or yeah, well, like, bring it yeah. back. So yeah. when I saw him in the movie, I didn't like it. Because uh, you couldn't really see his face or anything, yeah. uh, and at first I thought it was Two Face because it, the, yeah. it was kind of yeah, shadowed. I thought it was Two Face, um, but when the deleted scene came out, I I really really liked it. Yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of reminded me of like the Arkham Knight games a yeah. little bit, like the twisted the Joker. Just I I like it. I'd like to see where they go with it, but and I, he'd do an amazing job with it. That actor already. Yeah. Yeah. Looked like he's going to play a good Joker, but I would like to see, like we've been talking about, a different villain. Yeah, and I totally think, like, I think he's a great choice. That that yeah. guy to, mm-hmm. to play the Joker, I think, is awesome. Um, at the same time, I feel as though, you know, save him. Give him little cameos in every movie. Yeah. And then just save the Joker. I'd be fine with the cameos. Yeah. It's the making him the main villain that I don't want anymore. Exactly. And I like the way that he looks, is that he... He honestly doesn't need face makeup to look like a horrendous villain. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he looks scary. Like, I like the way he looks all by himself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, that leans into, like, they're going to do an Arkham show. Yeah. That's based off it, which is basically just going to become the Joker show. Yeah. Um, which I'm okay with. I'm good with that. Um, but at the same time, I would never be hurt if this show never went into a Joker eccentric yeah. storyline. Um, but at the same time, I don't care. I would love. I, I'm a huge, the biggest fan of all time of the Arkham yeah. uh, series, but also the Arkham comic, mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm a huge fan of that. So I'd love to see an Arkham version where it's like, Joker's the king of the the weird house, and yeah. you know, I, I'd love to see something like that. But at the same time, I don't need it. Yeah, I don't. Also, I'm not hurt by it. I think the reason I didn't want the Joker in this one was because they. I like that they played off that his mom was crazy. Or yeah, yeah, his mom was, and in in one of the timelines, Flashpoint. in the in the Flashpoint, his mom, right, his mom or his dad becomes a Joker. His, his mom, his mom becomes mm-hmm. a Joker, and his dad becomes Batman. Yeah, and I thought that would have been cool if it was they didn't have the Joker, so it kind of played into that idea that you could think like, oh, maybe he, maybe she could be the Joker. A Joker that would be mm-hmm. completely new. Yeah, yeah, that would be a a, a really cool way of doing yeah, it. I thought that yeah. would be cool. I, I liked what you said about saving the Joker, and it just gave me an idea. What if you made a three-movie Batman where now he's put away the Riddler, Mr. Freeze, and then whoever they have for the third one, and he's locked up these people in Arkham, and, and then the fourth is movie, secretly gathering yeah, the Joker's, kind of. yeah, the, making friends with him like yeah. he does yeah. in the end. That, see, that would make sense. That'd be pretty. There's a devised plan. It's not just like let's throw the Joker in. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah, yeah. love that. That'd it's be pretty cool. A, it's like almost like a build-up to like a Thanos level. Yeah. Of like, yeah. Like Whoa, mm-hmm. we got him. Yeah. We did the thing. Sticks, but they actually yeah. all want to hurt the Batman. We waited 10 years to do this. You know what I mean? Like, I think that would be. Yeah, it, it would make it earned. Because yeah. right now, even though the movie was great, it's like it's not that they didn't earn it. It's just like 
we we saw the Joker in a really fresh way two years ago, yeah. and yeah. we're not ready to let go of that one yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, definitely so, not. You yeah. Know. Anyways, we're nearing the end here. So, so. F- closing thoughts. Coming out of this movie, what did you feel like? What how, how did it make you feel? Um, was it an excited feeling to see another movie? Was it just another superhero movie in the books? Like, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, I was stoked after it came out. And no, it's not like another superhero movie. It's been, it was very different from what we've been seeing. Absolutely. Um, I mean, my closing thought is I loved Colin Farrell so much <laughs> as the Penguin. We haven't so even good. spoken about no. him that was this whole so time. Good. Yeah. I loved the Penguin because when you're thinking about the Penguin, I think he's the biggest. Like the Riddler, yeah, you can yeah. make him bad. But the penguin, it's like, how do you make that dude the penguin, yeah. but also be scary? And, yeah. and yeah. that mobster, 42 below, iceberg lounge vibe, this was perfect to add it like that and make him this big bad guy, and mm-hmm. especially the handcuff part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bottles. Bottles. I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. You added in the concept of the penguin. Absolutely. So what what then do you think? Final closing thoughts on coming out of it, how did it made you feel? Oh, like, I mean, it, it, like, I always say that everyone doesn't like that. I say that this is my favorite Batman. Because, like, kind of like you said, we've seen the Joker freshly in his own movie, and we haven't seen the Batman really in a in a while. Yeah. Except for in like certain other things, it's not just been like you know the Batman movie. Yeah. And I liked it because even a long time ago, when the the trailers have been out for like a long time before the movie, huh? Yeah. And we've known about it because of COVID and stuff. Yeah. yeah we knew about back. it for a long time, and a lot of people weren't for it, especially him being the Batman, which he's the bat. Like he's such a good Batman. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I just, to me, it, I had high expectations, and it far exceeded those. Yeah. And I like that, because I usually try not to set high expectations for a movie, but, I mean, when it's the Batman, you have to have high expectations. Yeah. And it totally, I'm, I'm happy with everything about this movie. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, going into the Batman, like, of course I knew I was going to love it. It was one of those, just like, uh like they got me again. Like you, you earn that eight dollars, man. Back. That yeah. I'm gonna come and go. Hey, you, you earn the thirty you bucks because I'm gonna go see this movie thirty it. times. Yes. Like you got me. You. But at the same time, um, coming out of it was like this great. I was telling Jordan last night they made the Watchmen right. Watchmen mm-hmm. was a fantastic movie. Um, I don't care what you think. Um, <laughs> the Watchmen was awesome. Loved loved the Watchmen. One of my favorite DC movies. Um, but it was made, the Watchmen comic book was made in a time where comic book superheroes had been around for a really long time, and it was an introspective look at comic book superheroes. Yeah. And the Watchmen movie came out before the superhero genre mm-hmm. in movies mm-hmm. was even developed. Yeah. Uh, not that it wasn't developed or wasn't like a, a consistent thing, but that was back when people were like, ah, another comic book movie? Yeah. They didn't even yeah. call them superhero movies back yeah, then. They no, called them comic, comic book, book movies. movies. Ah, another comic book movie? And and I think like you know it's not that Watchmen wasn't good it just wasn't like it was ahead of its time. Oh yeah, definitely. as where this is this movie here makes me like okay this movie's like found its spot in, right mm-hmm. in it time. Yeah, yeah, it's found definitely. its spot in the ether, and it's it's like you know it was destiny. I would love yeah I cannot I'm so glad that this movie exists yeah because it, it it's proving that. You know, superhero movies can go a totally different route and still be mm-hmm. cool. It's um, cowboy movies, right? You have the resurgence of of western movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have this amazing western movie renaissance where it's like every western just a banger. You got John Wayne yeah. you got coming out, Clint Eastwood, all these good ones. 
And then this little movie called uh, Unforgiven comes out. And Unforgiven is, isn't, doesn't see this idolized horse saddle cowboy that you know rides away into the sunset at the end. Unforgiven is about a broken man who's done bad things, who is only ever forgiven by one person. And it's this dark look, and it's this, it's just like this. It's an introspective into the Western genre. Yeah. And it brought Western genre from its golden age to its neo age, where it's like, you know, uh, it's it's no longer where, where they're, they're making more experimental films with Westerns mm-hmm. instead of just making the classic Western. And I'm so glad that we're getting to see the superhero version, the superhero movie genre Do blossom that. into a more grown up version yeah. of itself, where it's not like just this cookie cutter paste. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, Marvel hasn't done a great job or DC hasn't done a great job. It's just that, you know, I'm so excited to see more artsy fartsy films that yeah. are also superhero movies. Yeah. And it's not even like a, a completely out there crazy movie. It's like it's just completely different than what we've seen. It's still like it's not like Doctor Strange how it's just like whoa, you know? Yeah. It's like this is a movie. This is a dark Batman. Yeah. Like this is what Batman should be. It's not experimental. Yeah. Yeah, it, exactly. It's not experimental. We've seen it's this just movie going before. Out there. Yeah, it's just taking a superhero the same way the Joker did. It's yeah. taking a superhero where they haven't really gone before. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, without I, it being too far. Without it without it being too far. Yeah. Which I, like I love the Joker, but it's almost like Joker went a little too far sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost. And and almost, yeah. And not that it like went the whole way or ruined everything. No. It, no. But it's like, you know, this movie perfect spot in time for it to be made. Perfect message perfect you know look at the and i mean it makes sense that it's the batman is the character that does it yeah Yeah, anyways anyways we're coming up on 50 minutes so it's a good one yeah that was a long one (laughs) i could talk about the batman all day yeah i I mean we probably can anyways thank you for watching that was the brain in the jar podcast episode seven maybe if it's like eight or something, everybody's going to get in the comments. Seven There's a lot of reason for people to hate me in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't remember any of the rappings. Why am I even watching doesn't this even podcast? Know what episode it is. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. Uh, so thank you for viewing. If you did, please remember to like, subscribe, leave a comment on how much you hate me. Yeah. And, correct uh, him in all his wrongings. Co- and correct me in <laughs> yeah. everything I did bad. Everything. Ev- all the naughty little deeds I did here. <laughs> Mention if you're a filmmaker, mention the differences between cameras and that there was a little thing in the corner of the there's an audio level thing in the whole time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) I'll catch y'all later.